Hey guys, this is Pastor Neil. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. Hey, would you do us a huge favor today? Would you subscribe, like, or leave us a review wherever you get this content? It really helps us reach other people with the gospel. Also, we would love, love to see you at our campus uh, on a Sunday morning. We meet at 1010 South Bowie Drive in Weatherford, Texas. You can check out our service times and more information about the church on our on our website, waterhousechurch.com. Check us out on Facebook or any other social media sites that you may have. We would love to see you. I pray that today you are renewed, restored, refreshed, and that your spirit comes alive. Now here is today's message. What a blessing it is to celebrate our seniors and any time we have graduates. Whoop, there we go. All right. We'll figure this out somehow. I guess you're not supposed to manhandle it, you know. All right. So we had some visual aids, I believe, that we're going to throw up on the screen here. So got some memes for you. So... This one here is, says, uh, when you want to be petty, but the Holy Spirit's got your back, kind of holding you back. So let's go to the next one. This is when God has a plan for your life and what you feel like and what the Holy Spirit feels like. It's like, let's go. My vocal cords during a horrible doing a horrible job singing uh, during the praise and worship to the Lord, but the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has given you everything you need to succeed, but you try to do it on your own, do it alone. Isn't that true? This is when your flesh wants to go one way, but the Holy Spirit says, hold on a minute. This is when uh, the Holy Spirit has uh, convicted you to change your ways and uh, your flesh wants to do something that is now detestable to you and you're like, nope, not today, Satan. When you try to read your Bible <laughs> without the help of the Holy Spirit, you're like, I, I don't understand. When the Holy Ghost makes you delete the whole text that you just was about to reply. So, yeah. I really felt the Holy Spirit. The Holy, feel, Holy Spirit isn't a feeling. He's a person. We're going to talk more about that. And I think we have one more maybe? No? All right. So, yeah, that was, that was a few. So, we're talking today about God, the Holy Spirit. I want to build off of some of the questions that Karen asked last week. Those questions were, what does, it, what does this story teach us about God? What does this story teach us about humans? What does or would culture think or say about this story? And what, where is Jesus in the story? So we're going to turn to Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. 
It's entitled Living by the Spirit's Power. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So how are we to know when we're living in the Spirit? I want to tell you a little story about uh, time after church one Sunday. Wife and I, well, the wife decided we needed to go grocery shopping. <laughs> so we are going through this store. We're uh, passing this gentleman. We, I know the first time we passed him, noticed him. Kind of felt like the Holy Spirit said, hey, you need to talk to this guy. It's okay. I kept going and passed him a few more times. And I just noticed he's just got a joy about his face. You know, he's, he's singing little songs and he's stopping and he's helping people. And uh, my buddy Harry, uh, now, you know, I didn't know him back then. I finally stopped after the second or third time of running across him. And I'm like, hey. I really love the little songs I hear you singing, just the the joy on your face. You know, I, I really like that. I, I think that, you know, we need to, to talk more sometime. And we exchanged information and uh, went on about our business. Well, that was the Holy Spirit uh, directing me to Him because I needed to be uh, reminded of what it is to walk in the Spirit's power, to live a life taking every opportunity to fight evil with love, joy, peace, and sing psalms from my heart to the Lord. By the way, all this transpired in a place that most people aren't in a good mood. It was Walmart. So. <laughs> so let me tell you a little history about today. Today is considered a Christian holiday. It's considered Pentecost. It is normally celebrated on the 50th day after Easter Sunday. We're celebrating the commencement, the coming the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the uh, original apostles uh, in Jerusalem uh, at the Feast of Weeks, as it's described in the book of Acts. Pentecost is a fulfillment of a prophecy by Joel that's found in Joel 2, Verses 28 and 29. It says, Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men 
will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. How wonderful is that, that we get to celebrate our God coming in spirit to us. Some of you may have never heard of the Holy Spirit or recognized who He is or what He is. He is a person. I want to clarify that, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. So John the Baptist also prophesied of the first Pentecost when Jesus would baptize in the Holy Spirit with fire, with the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus confirmed this prophecy by the promise of the Holy Spirit to the disciples in John 14, 26. He showed himself to those men after his death on the cross and his resurrection, giving convincing proofs that he was alive. Jesus told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the coming gift of the Holy Spirit from whom they would receive power to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. That's in Acts 1, 3 through 8. After Jesus' ascension to heaven, the men returned to Jerusalem and returned... Yes, after Jesus' ascension, the men returned to Jerusalem and met in an upper room and were praying. That's when the Holy Spirit fell, came in like a rushing wind, a violent rushing wind with tongues of fire, and it came upon each of them. They were given the power of communication, which Peter used to begin the ministry that Jesus had prepared him for after the coming of the Holy Spirit. The disciples did not stay in this room just basking in the glory of God. They set out to the world to become today's church, what we know today is our church. So today's message is titled, God, the Holy Spirit. I wrestled with it, kind of like I wrestled with my clippers. If you see me a week or two ago, uh, it was much different looking, uh, but I thought of calling this God the Helper because that's what the Holy Spirit is. That's what He is. That's what He does. I put a question out on social media earlier in the week asking people for their opinion about who the Holy Spirit is or, or what they think of the Holy Spirit. I got some various answers and um, Throughout my research, I found that a lot of people didn't really know or understand uh, or could explain who God is and what uh, the Trinity is. Three God, three persons, one God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In a survey that I found by George Barna of the Barna Group, they surveyed 
1,871 self-described Christians. They found that 38% of those did not believe in a believe that the Holy Spirit was a living force. That is 711 of those, almost, well, 38%. That's almost half. That's just, to me, uh, mind-boggling. But that's, that's why we're here, the church. That's why we want to teach you who the Holy Spirit is and that He is real. So in a conversation with my wife, couple years ago this none of this is meant to shame her or anyone else that doesn't know but we were having a conversation about the holy spirit and uh, she kept saying it 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 i had to stop her and i had to inform her that the holy spirit is not an it he is a he he is a person he is fully god he is real he is a third of the trinity Otherwise, without him, we would not be Christians today because he is the one that calls us to Christ. He is the one that convicts us of our sins and convinces us that that we need a Savior. He is fully active. In more research I found uh, by evangelical theologian J.I. Packer, he stated, The Holy Spirit is often neglected because people do not tend to think of Him as a distinct person of the Trinity. So, as I said earlier, He is the person that points us to Christ, the Holy Spirit. Some people may say, well, I worship God the Father. The only way that you can worship God the Father is through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the gatekeeper. He is the only way. But how do we get to Jesus? It's through the Helper, through the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. He is the one that points us. He is the one that enlightens us to who Jesus is and what our sins are and that we need a Savior. So from the beginning of the Bible, we find the Trinity. Back in Genesis 1, 1 through 3, states, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. You may say, well, I see God the Father there and I see God the Spirit. But where is God the Son? Jesus Christ. If you look in John 1, 1, it says in the beginning, The Word already existed. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. It's speaking about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is our source of illumination. In Acts 
10, 44 through 45, says, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. So he not only illuminated the fact that Gentiles could receive the gift, but he opened the eyes of the Jews that they were not the only people allowed to have God. The Gentiles are us. Anytime we're reading the Bible, we see the description of the Holy Spirit that He rushes, He falls, He pours out. He's active. He's active all the time. He's not just active back in the early days. He is constantly active in my life, and I pray that He's active in your life. So, if you're Christian today, the Holy Spirit has illuminated your sins, as I stated earlier. He is the one that drew you out of the darkness towards the light of Jesus Christ. He is the one that made it so real and so convincing that you needed a Savior that you came in your rut of repentance and you fell on your knees and you asked Christ into your heart. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he helps you. He helps illuminate these things in your heart, in your mind. It's like a direct phone call to heaven. The Holy Spirit is more than a feeling or an emotional experience. He's leading, He's a leading, a God, a prayer advocate, even when you don't know what to say during your prayer. He is your helper. He's more than merely just your conscience. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. The Holy Spirit is going to help in that process of reading and interpreting the Bible. When you're reading your Bible, ask for interpretation. Ask for a deeper knowledge, a deeper wisdom. Look for weapons against the enemy that you can use in your everyday life. It tells you, the Bible tells you to put on the armor of God. One of the pieces of the armor is the Word. Look for your life's answers in the Bible. Look for the promises of, promises of God and ask the Holy Spirit 
What is my mission for today? So in John 14, 16 through 18, it says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. How true is that? The world is blind until the Holy Spirit opens their eyes and points them to Christ. The last part of that verse says, But you who know Him, because He lives with you now and later, will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. What is an orphan? An orphan is a child deprived by death of one or both parents or one who is deprived of some protection or advantage. I don't know why I felt so heavenly, heavily uh, pushed towards this word orphan that's found in the last part of this verse. I think there's someone out there today that feels like they have an orphan spirit on them, that they have been abandoned, that they no longer are cared for, that they've been deprived of some type of advantage or some type of protection. But this verse says that you're not an orphan, that you're not left alone, that you have the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is accept Him. Open your eyes to Him. Pray that you will receive Him. Men and women, I've got to ask, with the Holy Spirit, all things are possible, but Right here, right now, do you have everything figured out? Being a father, being a mother, being a husband, being a co-worker, whatever it is uh, that you have going on in your life, you're not abandoned. Regardless of what the liar, the deceiver, the devil, his angels want to tell you, You're not an orphan. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit's here for you. He's here to help you. He's here to teach you, to give you wisdom, to bring your joy back. I know sometimes when I'm working on a piece of equipment or teaching one of my children a life skill, working with a coworker working with my wife to solve the world's problems. I don't have it figured out, not even even close. But I know my God loves me so much, and He loves you that much, that He sent you a helper. He sent you an advocate. He wants to 
stop the lies of the deceiver. He wants to speak truth in your life. God is enough. God is what we need now in this world more than ever. The deceiver wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to separate you. He wanted to separate you this morning. He didn't want you here in this church. He didn't want you anywhere close to other fellow believers. He wanted you to believe His lies. He wanted you to go off and be alone and believe that you're forgotten. I'm here to tell you you're not. The Lord loves you. In Acts 1.8 it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That power is comes with the illumination, comes with the Holy Spirit. It comes to open your eyes to what Christ did on the cross. You're not to measure up your sins or your life's hang-ups or whatever it is that has been going on recently to measure it against what Jesus did here on earth and on the cross. All the Holy Spirit wants to do is illuminate the fact that Jesus did this. He said, it is done. The veil was torn in the temple. The temple is no longer existent. You don't have to go and sacrifice anymore. You don't have to clean yourself up. You come to God. And when you come to God, He will make His home in the new temple, in your body. Your body is the new temple. He wants to show you love that you've never known before. It's an immersive experience, an all-in life change when you accept Him. I'm not promising your life's going to be perfect. But with the Holy Spirit, you've got a helper. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. <clears throat> Another statement by J.I. Packer says, Were it not for the work of the Holy Spirit, 
there would be no gospel, no faith, no church, no Christianity in the world at all. The Holy Spirit living in you gives you the ability to go out and testify to people the gospel, the truth, the word that He lives in me and He can live in you. That it wasn't a God like any other religion in the world, our God come to live with us and to show us the way and the truth. I talked about power earlier when you receive the Holy Spirit, when you, when you receive that power, you will know. If you don't know right then, you will know afterwards because it'll wipe you out. There was a time when a man came here to this church, not because he was headed here. He was, he was headed to commit suicide. He was at the end of his rope and for whatever reason, he felt a nudge to pull in our parking lot. And I had the opportunity to speak with him after church and he told me that he didn't know what he believed he told me stories of his life and I was able to sit there and listen to his stories without interrupting. But when I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that I needed to give him a word of truth, word from the Bible, a word from heaven directly to his ear that he needed to hear that only the Holy Spirit could have given me because I'll tell you, this was before I really started studying the Bible, before I really started taking any kind of classes, before I really understood fully what God was doing in my life. I was able to speak to that man and tell him the gospel in the words that he would understand in real everyday language. And that power is available to you today if you have not received the Holy Spirit. That is available today. Because you are worthy. That man that I spoke to in that, the parking lot was worthy. Because Christ came and did all. 
he said it was done. All of the stripes on his back were for our healing. His blood washed away our sins. That man did not have to clean up his life to come in to receive Christ. I've seen men right here fall to the floor and give their life to Christ because of the power, the conviction of their sin and the convincing that they needed a Savior because hopefully all of you know that there is a judgment coming and that we are to repent, turn away from our sins and go the opposite direction towards Christ. And the only way we can do that is by the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> can I go ahead and get the prayer team and the worship team to come back up? I'm going to sing. I'm going to... Not gonna sing. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm gonna read a psalm, Psalm 139. It's one through ten in verses 23 and 24. It says, "O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit or when I stand. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel." And when I rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to do and even say before I say it. You go before me. You follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. I go up to heaven. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Let's pray. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I know you want to show us what the Word says. I know you want us to know that you're a person and that you love us and that you don't want us to believe the lies of the deceiver. Holy Spirit, I know you want to fill our cups, fill our hearts. You want to help us to overcome the problems of this world. Holy Spirit, I ask you to draw men and women here to the prayer team that need you to drive out fear and move that fear with mountains of faith. Holy Spirit, give us more love 
more tenderness, more mercy, more joy. Overflow this place with your graciousness. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.